Hey, 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 what is good, Exposed Ones? Jay North, Northern Exposure Podcast. Happy freaking New Year. Here's to hoping 2021 uh, brings a whole lot more positivity and good fortunes than the uh, previous year, 2020, did. How you guys all doing? This podcast, we're going to get right back into my wheelhouse. We're going to get into my comfort zone. We're going to take a break from those politics. As I told you, we're talking playoffs. That's right, baby. We're talking the NFL playoffs as week 17 uh, wrapped up yesterday. The playoffs are set. The super wild card weekend kicks off Saturday, January 9th. And let me tell you, I love it. I love the extra team from each conference I love it. There was meaningful football all the way up to the last second. We could talk about last night's game in a minute. Did the Eagles throw the game? We'll talk about that. Um, but I love it. There was meaningful football all the way up to the final whistle. The only team uh, that got to rest anybody uh, was the Kansas City Chiefs. So 14 playoff teams. Only one team really could take the final week of the season off, which is usually commonplace between three or four teams every year. Your one seeds and your two seeds were getting the first round by. Not anymore with that seventh team. Only the number one seed gets the bye. Um, and I just freaking love it, man. I just The, the football it was much more competitive, and uh, I want to apologize. Let me take a sip of the coffee here. But I want to apologize... Uh, for being so gloomy back in July and August. I know you guys remember me podcasting with Eddie, and I was bah humbug on this. I really thought COVID was going to kick the NFL season uh, right in the chops, and it didn't. There was a couple teams that had some outbreaks, but in the grand scheme of things, well done. Uh, and, you know, you have to keep in mind, too, that these teams all have their own medical staffs. So that's how they're able to just do all this so quickly. They've got their own doctors. They've got their own x-ray machines. Not that it has anything to do with COVID, but you know what I mean. They've got it all there. They don't go to a hospital emergency room and wait in line necessarily uh, or anything like that. So I'm stoked. Everybody is set. The seatings are set. We have triple headers on Saturday and Sunday. We've got games Saturday, 105, 440. And 8.15. And then you come into Sunday, January 10th. Is that If you're not freaking excited enough, we got 105, 440, and 8.15. So, let's break it down. Because your boy had a really, really good fantasy football season. Just to give it to you, uh, four leagues, made the podium in three of them, was the league high scorer in three of them. Um, so it was just a good year. It was a lucrative year in fantasy football. In the green, did well on draft picks. And what that does, and I'm a red zone guy, unless it's the Packers, and I'm watching the red zone. And what that does, gives you a taste of everything. On Sunday, some of you guys eat the main entree, which is whoever your team is. I tend to enjoy the buffet. Um, so I'm very familiar with a lot of these teams. So what we're going to do, we're just going to have some fun. We're going to talk about the matchups here in this podcast uh, and I'm going to make some bold predictions. So we'll start with Saturday. We'll talk about the games a little bit. We'll take a quick commercial break, jump right back on. We'll talk about Sunday. I'm not going to make the Super Bowl prediction yet. What I'm going to try to do is just go round by round. I mean, some of these matchups are absolutely freaking tasty, um, and we'll get into that. So let's start with Saturday. Western New York, I'm in Rochester, so you know what it is already. I know Bill's Mafia is so excited 
13-3, great season, number seven seed, Indianapolis Colts, with Phillip Rivers coming in in that beast of a running back, Jonathan Taylor, your boy had him on a team. I think he had like 254 yards rushing yesterday on 30 carries, some ridiculous crap like that. So that kid's a, a man-child moo cow. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills, what a potent offense. Number two in the league in scoring with 501 points. They only trailed the Green Bay Packers, if you could believe it, 509. And I believe the Chiefs were in the 490s uh, around there somewhere. This is one of those matchups. I really, really, really like the Buffalo Bills offense. That thing is clicking. And you know it's coming, and you still can't stop it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say a route. you got a veteran quarterback in Phillip Rivers. You've got that aforementioned Jonathan Taylor. I think Indianapolis needs to take some of the air out of the ball, no pun intended, in the AFC East there with the Deflategate scandals. But they need to take some of the air out of the ball and try to keep the Buffalo Bills offense off the field. Easier said than done. There's going to be weather involved. Colts, good team, solid team. Buffalo's on a roll right now. I just don't see it happening. I got the Bills by 10, 27, 17. I'll even give you scores. What the hell? Why not? This game here sort of bores me. You got the LA Rams against going into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Rams, ah, they bore me. I don't think they know who they are. From week to week, you don't know who the running back is going to be. Is it going to be Akers? Is it going to be Malcolm Brown? Uh, is it going to be the guy from the grocery store? Is Jared Goff going to be healthy? Robert Woods been a little quieter this year than normal. Cooper Cup, good games, bad games, really inconsistent. Both tight ends virtually disappeared. This is not the same Los Angeles Rams that was, you know, having that really fun game on Monday night against Kansas City where they both put up 50-something. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game easily. Russell Wilson, smooth as could be. And, dude, get DK Metcalf involved. He's had two straight quiet games. you got to get DK the ball going. I just see Seattle winning this game by two scores. I'm going to take it to you like this. I see it. Actually, I see it worse than that. I see it 31-13 Seahawks in Seattle. There's. I just don't like the Rams at all in this matchup. I think they're going to get punched right in the mouth. And then... Well, let's, so let's talk about this one. You've got the number five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have an 11-5 and five record. They get the five seed, okay? This is where uh, the new playoff format, the seventh seed, it gets a little interesting. Uh, and then you've got the Washington football team at number four because even though they were seven and nine, <laughs> they won the NFC East. Now, I will remind you, coaches will always tell you there's 60 minutes, four quarters in a game of football. And you're only good as the last play. Well, the football team started out sort of abysmal. The second half of the season has not been that bad. They've actually been pretty good. The defense is really sort of solid. I love up-and-coming Chase Young. He's getting after it. He's young. He's hungry. He sort of reminds me of a J.J. Watt. You just wind him up. You let him run around out there, and he never seems to get tired. Uh, Washington found a great one-two punch in Antonio Gibson. Again, this is a guy I had on my fantasy team. And then you get McKissick that can come in there, little change of pace guy. And Peyton Barber even flashed a good game in there during the season in Gibson's absence as a change of pace running back. So Washington, this is sneaky to me. On paper, you look at this and you say, this has to be Tampa Bay all day long. Well, I got to wet the whistle, but... You look on paper, you say this has to be Tampa Bay all day long. You've got Tom Brady, the, the poise with Gronk. Gronk is playing pretty well. I will point out Mike Evans, uh, that's going to be a huge question mark right there. 
that knee did not look good in yesterday's injury that he sustained. And uh, it's still early in the morning here, so I have not gotten an updated report on Mike Evans. So he might not even be able to play in this game, or he could be limited, or it could be one of those things where he's working through practice to see what's up. But to this point, I have to admit, your boy does not have a report on Mike Evans. So if, as you're listening to this, you know he's in, he's out, or what have you, that might sway your opinion a little bit. But I got this one on my upset radar. Uh, would it be the biggest upset of the weekend? I think you have to say so with Washington being the only uh, below 500 team in the playoffs. And I get people's gripe about that. But again, remember what I just said. Second half of the season for the football team has been really, really good. Compare that to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry, Steelers fans. But if you look at the last four or five games of the season, Washington significantly better than Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is... Uh, what are they, three seeds? Something like that. I got to look. We'll get to that day in a minute. But I like the football team in an upset, and let me explain to you why. The aforementioned Chase Young and the football team's defense, I think they are going to get after Tom Brady, and they can stop the run. This is going to be a game where I would never suspect uh, Tampa Bay to sleep on Washington, not with Tom Brady at the helm. That's never going to happen. He'll have them ready to play. This is going to be a fist fight. I'm going to enjoy watching this game. I think some people are going to be uh, sneaky su- uh, surprised by how well Washington takes this game in stride. And I'm calling the upset here. I am. I got the football team winning 27-21 at home. Alex Smith managing a nice game. And the difference is going to be sacks and turnovers. Washington's going to force some more quarterback pressure. They're going to get to Tom Brady just a couple more times than Tampa's going to get to Smith, and there's going to be a turnover or two that changes the momentum in that game. I just see Washington pulling the upset. Now, don't get excited. They're not my dark horse to go to the Super Bowl or anything like that, but I like Washington by 6, 27-21. So there's the first Saturday. Super intriguing. I got the Bills over the Colts. I got the Seahawks just I know it's a division, I know, I know, but I just see the Seahawks just dispatching of the Rams uh, quite effortlessly this weekend. I, just, I think the Rams are sort of on a decline, don't really know who they are. Uh, Seattle at home, well-coached, Russell Wilson, uh, just th- th- Seattle's going to get after him. And again, you don't know what's up with Jared Goff, so it might not even be their main signal caller back there, which is going to pose a challenge all in itself. So there is the first Saturday of this upcoming super, as they call it, super wild card weekend. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about Sunday, and then I haven't forgot about it. I mentioned at the top of the segment that there's a little bit of a speculation that perhaps the Eagles sort of tossed last night's game in the garbage, uh, making way for that Washington football team that I just predicted is going to upset Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this Saturday. Going to take a quick break. We will be right back. All right, welcome back. So I realized at the uh, top of the segment there, we were just calling games. I didn't even really talk about breakout players as much as I'd like to, and maybe that's how we'll conclude things. We'll talk about the Eagles possibly throwing the game and then some breakout players to watch for uh, in these playoffs. They were great during fantasy season. They have a lot of fantasy players I know listen to these episodes, uh, so you'll know exactly who these guys are. So now we're getting into Sunday, January 10th. Again, you got 105, 440, 
and uh, 8.15. And I should probably mention that, uh, let's go back to Saturday real quick, because I gave you the times, but I didn't give you the channels. So the 105 game is on CBS. This, again, is Saturday. Uh, the 440 game, that's going to be on Fox, and the 815 game will be on NBC. So now here we come into Saturday, January 10th. This, to me, the 105 game, this is going to be on ABC and ESPN. The Baltimore Ravens go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. For me, this is the toughest game in the first round to call. We have the Baltimore Ravens with arguably one of the best defenses in the league on one side, the dynamic Lamar Jackson. Uh, not really a pat, a flash and dash team in the passing game, but they run it down your throats. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has really come into his own, especially over the last few weeks. If you're a fantasy football player, you've seen what J.K. has been doing. Had a great game yesterday. Uh, for example. So again, young man coming along real nice. But then you know who you got over there in Tennessee. You got King Henry, Derrick Henry, the uh, the NFL icon, the rushing leader. He's a beast. He had a hell of a game yesterday. I think he had 34 carries and he went over 250 as well. If I remember, I was looking at the stats late last night as I was about to fall asleep. So I apologize if I'm a couple yards off, but he had a hell of a game. And uh, that's kind of his forte. This game is so tough to call because Tennessee, they can, you know, pose a pose a threat to stop in that running game. Uh, man, this one is tough, y'all. I, I'm having a real hard time picking it, but I'm gonna go with the deeper team, and I think the Tennessee Titans are the deeper team. But I think this game's gonna be a really good old fashioned fist fight. I'm going seventeen fourteen Titans. Uh, you're not going to see Henry or Dobbins running for 200 yards. They will go over 100, but you're going to see some field goals and just it's not going to it's not going to get there. It's going to be a 17-14 Titans game. It's going to be close. Uh, there will be turnovers, I believe. At times, it might even look sloppy. Who freaking knows? But that game's going to be that game's going to be a battle, and I don't see it being high scoring either. To be quite honest with you, I just I think they're both good enough defensively. They both are very similar in their offensive schemes. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson's a more dynamic athlete and runner, and he's getting better at the passing game. Tannehill, he can move around. He used to be a wide receiver. He's the slightly better passer than Lamar Jackson, so I think that might be the difference. But I really think it's going to come down to who forces a mistake. It's going to be a game like that. Uh, again, I don't see a lot of scoring in this one. I just see it being a grudge match, fist fight, Titans by three. Then we get into the intriguing one, Chicago Bears. Number seven, going into the New Orleans Saints, uh, which this will be a special game. It, there's rumors swirling around now that after this season, Drew Brees is going to hang it up. So this could be Drew Brees' last game. Chicago Bears, again, I think they're a team that's a little bit better than their record indicates. They got off to a great start. Then they got on this six-game skid where you didn't know who the hell they were anymore, and they recovered just in time to make the playoffs. Lost yesterday, but got a little help with the Arizona Cardinals losing their game. This game, to me, uh, even though the Bears are better than their record, it's not a hard call for me to take the New Orleans Saints. It's got, it's got everything to do with the, yes, they are the number two seed. Yes, it's in New Orleans. No, Drew Brees isn't ready to retire just yet. I don't think that's how he'd want to go out uh, in the wild card round when they're a two seed. Look for the Saints offense to kind of erupt 
in this game. Look for Alvin Kamara to have a big game. I think he's going to be just as big in the pass attack as he is going to be uh, in the ground game. I see the Saints winning this one by two touchdowns. I just think their offense is a little too much for the Bears to pace with. Not necessarily stop, but pace with. Now, all that being said, Bears, nice improvement. Trubisky showing some flashes that he could be solid. And uh, with Allen Robinson you know, finally staying legitimately healthy for a better part, if not all, of the season, if they could build around that a little bit, Jimmy Graham, he's starting to play pretty good. Um, you know, don't sleep on the Bears uh, going into next year, too, especially. I think they're a team that will look to improve greatly. Uh, but this week, Sunday, it's going to be Drew Brees' day. It's going to be Saints' day. I think it's going to be something like 35-17. to 17. It, You know what I mean? Like, Drew Brees is going to have a good day. Uh, he's going to retire after this year, but that will not be his final day in the league. And then we get to this one. This is intriguing. Again, if you're looking at all this on paper, it may be not even so because Cleveland, congratulations, you finally broke the longest playoff drought. Uh, what did they say was that? The, the longest current playoff drought in the league, I should say. Um, I don't even want to tell you how many years it was. Let a Browns fan tell you. But they're going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers, which is almost unfair because the Steelers have kind of shit the bed here over the last several weeks of the season. This was a team that at one point in time was 11-0, and uh, and they limped to 12-4. and four. Uh, Big Ben getting banged up. Juju Smith-Schuster at times almost disappears completely in the passing attack. And then at times the Steelers, they show flashes of greatness. They're a little bit bipolar. Uh, but I think the Cleveland Browns right now are the hotter team, the more consistent team, and they're on that wave. Um, if Baker Mayfield doesn't make any mistakes, I see... And again, this is a... St- I don't want to call this an upset. I know it's a six versus a three but you're talking 12 and 4 versus 11 and 5. This is a one game difference uh and the Browns have beat the Steelers. So I don't really call this one an upset, but okay, upset Browns over the Steelers and uh I'm going to go out on a limb and say by 10. I'm going to call this a 20 to 10 Cleveland Browns victory over the Steelers. I just think they're playing a more complete game. Uh I think the game plan's going to be to get after Big Ben obviously cuz he just doesn't move as well as he used to. And that'll be that. So that's my recap, guys. That's what I think, how it's going to look the first weekend here of the what they call the Super NFL Wild Card. Uh, again, let's recap it. I got the Bills over the Colts. I got the Seahawks over the Rams. I got the football team upsetting the Buccaneers. Uh, I got the Tennessee Titans winning a fist fight with the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Saints going to walk on the Bears. And I got the Browns by two possessions, two scores, 10 points over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, I'm not going to call that an upset. You're talking a, a, a six seed that is 11 and 5, which then you go up here, and the four seed Washington football team is 7 and 9. So, again, I love the new playoff format. It really, uh, I think it added some parity to the league, made the season extend. We were playing meaningful, meaningful games all the way up to Sunday night. Now, let's talk about it. I will be honest with you guys, I fell asleep. (laughs) I fell asleep uh, shortly after halftime. But it was a pretty good game going in. And what was at stake, uh, Philly didn't have anything really to play for other than pride and knocking Washington out, which would have paved way for the New York Giants to be a 6-10 division champion and actually make the playoffs. And then it would have been Tom Brady and the boys going to New York to play the 6-10 and 10 Giants instead of going to Washington to play the 7-9 and nine football team. Well, 
I woke up this morning to a couple texts from the Brothers Grimm talking about how did Philly throw the game? And my cousin Matt says, you know, that's debatable. You're only down by six, and you decided to pull your quarterback and put in somebody that nobody ever heard of. Hold on, I'll read it right here. Let me pull this up. We have technology. I can use it. So how did exactly it go? It goes right here. Da, 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 da. Let's see. So my cousin Mike says, I heard Philly through the game. Matt says, basically, switch QBs in a six-point games. And then Mike says, Giants fans got to be losing it. And then my cousin Matt basically concurred and said, yeah, I'd be losing it too. So Eagles fans, if you're out there, or if you're just a football fan and you know some Eagles fans, get at them today. I mean, what, was, what would the logic be there? The only logic could be if I'm the Eagles head coach is I say, listen, you know, we weren't really playing for anything. And uh, we didn't want to possibly risk getting our now franchise quarterback injured in a meaningless game for meaningless reps, blah, blah, blah. He could throw that excuse out there. But then again, I'm the guy that shared the video from J.J. Watt last week saying the reason you still play your ass off is for the fans that pay for the merchandise and the tickets and things of that nature. So I'm not really sure that excuse would fly well so it'll be interesting to see if suddenly Jalen Hurts winds up on an injury report for a couple days. Uh, we took him out because he tweaked his knee. Uh, you know, that's what it was. I don't know, but that's fishy to me. That's fishy to me because all of a sudden, in the zero hour, you want to get, what is this, that guy would have been your third string quarterback. You want to get him reps now? I mean, he could do OTAs in preseason for that. You have a chance to knock a division rival out of the playoffs. I guess the catch-22 is you let another division rival in. Um, but yeah, interesting. You could debate, you could debate that, you know, Philly threw the towel in because they just didn't care. And, uh, hey, let's let this guy play. Let's let Jay North play. Why not? (laughs) Um, anyway, I digress on that. I mean, it's debatable. You could argue that Philly threw in the towel and, uh, just said, the hell with it. Well, we'll, whatever, whatever this kid can do, he does. If we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. We don't really give a shit. And you could definitely perceive it that way. So, again, as we're talking about playoffs, just some players to really watch out for. They had fantastic seasons. I mean, it all but looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to walk away with the MVP, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, that's, you know, again, that's the risk Patrick Mahomes takes, uh, you know, getting a day off, <laughs> you know, instead of playing. But, you know, even Josh Allen was in the argument. And, I mean, you could still make the argument for Josh. I mean, what a hell of a job he and the Buffalo Bills have done. So let's just start there. In that Bills-Colts game, a couple things to watch for. Number one, if you haven't had a chance to really see, we're spoiled, Western New York. We've gotten to see this whole Bills journey. Um, Watch the Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs connection. It's special. It's nice. It's like Rodgers and Adams, I promise you. And then over on the Colts side of the ball, that Jonathan Taylor, man. Watch out for him. And T.Y. Hilton has uh, woken up in the last couple weeks. So, again, Phillip Rivers, he's getting a little long in the tooth. He's not going to go down quietly, but I still think Buffalo is going to win. But keep an eye out on that Allen, the Diggs, and Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be some special stuff that you see from these guys coming for a while. If you go into the Seattle game, you know, Russ is Russ. Wilson is, he's the man. He's a former MVP. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's got some great wide receivers now. DK Metcalf's a huge target. Look for DK to break out. He's been a little bit quiet the last couple weeks. He had a good fantasy season for me, I'll tell you that much. He had some big games. 
good guy. I look for him to kind of bounce back and you know put his put his name in the hat, if you will, from a playoff standpoint and just getting people to see who he is. Uh, if you go over to the Bucks and football team, obviously you know Tom Brady. If you haven't had a chance, Gronk. Gronk doesn't make the volume that he used to, but his quality is still there. I mean, in my fantasy football week that I started him, he had two catches for, I think, 53 yards, and they both went for scores, so it was perfect. I got 19 points out of a guy with two catches. Over on the football team, you've got... Uh, Antonio Gibson, love this kid. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a beast. They'll have him in the backfield for the next couple years. It'll be a solid backfield. Just keep him healthy. He was battling a little bit of a turf toe. Uh, and then, of course, there's scary Terry McLaurin, Washington wide receiver. He's a speedster. He can break out and blow up on you. Um, again, back to the Buccaneers, Godwin. I like him. He's a good player. If you haven't had a chance to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Godwin's fun to watch. Then you will see what happens with Mike Evans because Mike Evans is great. But, man, the injuries are starting to add up. Uh, if you look at the other side, Baltimore, Tennessee, I mentioned J.K. Dobbins running back over in Baltimore. He's starting to look like he's going to be a star. Last few weeks he's been on fire. Then, of course, you know they got King Henry over in Tennessee. So if you don't get a chance to see these guys too much and you like running backs that are going to go to work, again, I don't think that's going to be a high-scoring game, but you're going to see these guys do some cool stuff. Uh, that Henry will run people over just – Enjoy these guys because they're having some special seasons. Again, you look at the Bears, you look at the Saints, it's special. Drew Brees could be his last game. I don't think it's going to be. I think he's going to make it to next week. Um, you know, Other than that, keep an eye out on Alvin Kamara. He just had six scores a couple weeks ago. I look for him to make a big impact in this playoff game. Chicago Bears, Jimmy Graham, kind of emotional. People aren't talking about this, or if they not yet maybe, but he's going back to where it all started for him. So I look for Jimmy to have a nice game in his old home. Um, but yeah, look for Alvin Kamara to have a big day there. Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know what to call for the Steelers anymore. Just we'll see. Somebody might do something. Somebody, nobody might do anything. Uh, for the Cleveland Browns, Mayfield's been sharp. So I look for Baker Mayfield to finally have that kind of game that maybe he starts getting a little bit of respect thrown on his name. I'm, again, I'm not saying he's a goat or anything like that, but... Baker will have a solid day, and if he does have a solid day, he'll start gaining a little more respect around his name in regards to the position. And then, of course, you got the two teams that are going to be on buys this week, the Chiefs, the Packers. I think everybody knows on the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Tyreek Hill. Uh, Edwards Hilaire has been a great rookie running back if he could stay healthy. Uh, if not, they got Le'Veon Bell back there, so you never know what direction they'll go in. You know, But they got depth there if they need it. Travis Kelsey, arguably the best tight end in the game. Uh, and then, of course, Green Bay, the Rodgers to Adams. Uh, what a special connection that is. Robert Tunyon, he's Tunyon like an onion. He's been coming on lately as a very reliable tight end. Him and Rodgers building a nice rapport. That receiving core in Green Bay is sneaky good. Alan Lazard, MVS, St. Brown, they all can get open. They all catch the ball. And uh, that's, a, that's the number one scoring offense in the league. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out again. I'm not making Super Bowl predictions, but there's my there's my shit talk from Wild Card Weekend. That's how I think it's all going to play out, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. So listen, I appreciate you all so much for listening. Uh, if your team is in, good luck. Uh, get your Pepto-Bismol ready, and just try to enjoy it. Playoff football is awesome, which means the NFL is almost coming to an end. So Kudos to them again. I apologize for being so doubtful back in the summer. I really didn't think they were going to pull off an entire season successfully, but they did it. So they're like, screw you, Jay North. 
Uh, anyway, y'all, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, you guys be good.